question, why did the Rabbonim in Lakewood answer uh, 24-6? Now, I had to find out from my grandchildren what 24-6 is. Yes, I know. Uh, apparently, it's a uh, an app that has only Jewish music videos. Jewish music videos. 24-6, that means La Fouke Shabbos. And uh, somebody had obtained for me, because I didn't understand the question fully either, a kolkere from uh, many uh, Rabbonim, Rosh uh, in Lakewood, uh, saying that you shouldn't use it. I don't remember the lotion that they answered in that words, but they said it's a bad thing. And why is it a bad thing? So I will explain it is a bad thing. But first, one small ha'ora. Just in general, uh, when you ask the question, uh, instead of asking me why somebody else answered something, I, I think that's in general a bad way to go about understanding things. If you want to know why Rabbonim and Lakewood answered it, you should ask the Rabbonim and Lakewood. I can only tell you, if they would ask me what I would say. But in general, it's not a smart thing to ask Ruvain why Shimon did something. I can only tell you what I would say. And if they would ask me, if you were to ask me, this is what I would tell you about this thing. The answer is, yeah, it's a bad thing. There's much to say about the devolution of Jewish music in the last X amount of years. Much to say about it. I remember Amisa 50 years ago, and I was a I was a kid in camp, and my counselor told me, and by the way, uh, when I decided to say over this story, I called my counselor in camp this week from 50 years ago. His name was, uh, to review what he told me from Raf Palm, he told me a story then from Raf Palm. His name is Yosef Chaim Golding. He is my counselor in camp. I dug him up, and I found a phone number, and I called him, and I spoke to him. And what he told me many years ago was that he was, he was in Tervedas then. He was learning in Tervedas, and he had been one of the founders of a Kirv organization that was invented around that time. I remember when he did it. It was called JEP. Jewish education program where they took kids from public school in what was called release hour, and they were makar of them. I don't know what's going on now with that, but I do remember when I was a kid in camp, it was about 50 years ago it was invented. And this Kirv organization made records. And I remember, now, it's strange, and if you want to see the difference between two days, that's 50 years, that's all, two days ago and now, when I tell this to people, they look at me, uh, why would a Kiev organization make records? You know, like what? Was it like to make money for the, like, that too, but it was also a Kiev device. But that, that was the difference. Let me get you, let, let me go back to the story. So they made these records and they had Shilas regarding Psukim that they used. Iraf Palm and Rabbi Belsky, who were then Rosh Hashivas and Tervidas, they were the Rabbonim for the record. Now, what does a record need Rabbonim for? 
the answer is because they used psukim. They used psukim, and I remember one of the songs on that record uh, had kol diber Hashem nase. But one place it says nase, and one place says nase v'nishma. So they were told by Rav Palmer Rabbi Belsky not to not to change the words of the psukim. So, for example, there was a song in the olden days, back around 50 years ago, uh, In the Pesach, it says, So that was a violation. He told me this, Yosef uh, Chaim Golding, that his brother, had a brother, David Nachman, who made records. That was uh, his nickname, David Nachman Golding, was his Rosh Tevis. That was Ding. And Yisachar Berry, who I went to yeshiva with, they called him Suki for Yisachar, and he made records. And he told me that when he redid that song, even though it really didn't fit in well to the niggin, they stuck in Vanachum Shem Hashem But anyway, they had a shaila about Elav, about Kol Hashem Dibi Hashem They're using uh, kind of a combination of two psukim. Are they allowed to do it? So Rabbi Belsky said, yeah, you can't change the words, but here since it's two psukim and they really say it there, you can use it. And he sent me, uh, Rabbi Yosef Chaim, an article that he once wrote, and I have it here in front of me now. And I want to read it to you. Listen to this. The year was 1975. We were putting the final touches on the second JEP recording. When I had him as a counselor, this was before 1975. This is the second record he's talking about. I don't even remember that one. I was a Talmud of Rav Rompam in Masifta Tervedas, and my Chavrus and I came across a Gemara in Masifta Sanhedrin, Daf Kuf Aleph, that caught me off guard and sent me into a frenzy. It says there that somebody takes a Pesach and Shir Hashim and makes it into a song, uh, or recites a posok at a banquet hall in an inappropriate time, brings misfortune to the world, the Torah uh, dons uh, sack, sackcloth and stands before Kaddish Baruch Hu and says, Rabbi Shalom, uh, look at this, this leitzim, that what they did to the Torah. I rushed to Rabbi Pam and asked him if this refers specifically to Shir Hashirim because it already is a song. He smiled and said, No, I'm afraid you're learning wrong pshat. If Shir Hashirim, which already is a song, cannot be made into a song, certainly one may not do so with any other posseg in Tanakh. But Rabbi, he said, what about all of our Jewish songs and records? In those days, uh, records they had. Rav Pam answered, quote, if for a Jep gathering you bring a group of non-religious children together and you want to bring them close to Hashem, then the song is wonderful. If you're leading Pirchei children, that's another thing people nowadays don't know what it is. But uh, if you're leading Pirchei children and you want to ignite the hearts of the Kindelach to bring them closer to the Torah, wonderful. But if you take a guitar on stage and sing psukim to entertain the audience, then the Torah dons sackcloth and complains to Hashem and this brings misfortune to the world, end quote. Now, what we need to understand is this, that I remember back in those days, around 50 years ago, even more, when they had the first Jewish concerts, they had actual concerts. We would go to a hall. I remember in Brooklyn College, they had a hall where many of these concerts were made. I forgot what it was called. And they had concerts. It was uh, London, Pirche, or various different things. And we had a Shilas. What is the Heto? You're not allowed to go to concerts. It's uh, Moshev Leitzim, Gemara Navoi de Zorah. 
theaters, you're not allowed. And the Teretz always was, because no, this is a hisairus, this is hisairus, this is not entertainment. Entertainment is taka osir. You Jews, there's no such thing as Jewish entertainment. That's the nakuda that I want to bring out. Jewish entertainment is, is there's no such thing. Uh, imagine... The the only reason why they allowed these songs to begin with is because there was some kind of his oirus, a kirov type effect that it was supposed to have, and that was it. I remember at these concerts, the whoever was the MC or the leader of the choir or the group would, before each song, explain the posuk or the chazal that they are singing and what it means and things like that, and whether it was a real solid um, reason or not, this was the only reason why all of the, any of this was allowed. To take a guitar and entertain an audience with a posuk it's a bazillion of the Torah because you're using the Pasuk for entertainment. There, there's, there never was Jewish entertainment. That's an oxymoron. For, there's two things about this that I want to explain. Thing number one, imagine Jewish sports. So uh, Jews will invent a sport, um, invent a sport, whatever you want. Uh, Goyim, if you play this sport, it's Jewish sports. Would that make any sense? Sports are sports. And entertainment is entertainment. There's kosher and there's non-kosher, meaning there's nivel peh. You know, can't have nivel peh, that's bad. Apikarsis, can't have apikarsis, that's bad. Right? Uh, deus koizvis, you can't have deus koizvis, that's bad. Uh, th- that's for sure. But when my mother was a little girl, so they would have goyisha songs that are purely, I don't know, sing about New York, New York, New York, which, which, there is no difference between if the song does not include Torah, which nowadays they don't, there never was such a thing. When I, two Torahs ago, every song was either Dvar Musr or a Posuk or a Chazal, that it should be designed for entertainment. There was no such thing. There is absolutely no difference between singing uh, New York, New York from Frank Sinatra versus singing uh, Gelt from Lipa Schmelzer. There is absolutely no difference at all. One is not more Jewish than the other, even if one is in Yiddish. Absolutely zero. And the idea that its entertainment is pure and unadulterated, just Bittelsmann. Now, now Shaya here has a question. I... The Gelt song has to do with people running after money. That doesn't not make it entertainment. That means that he's taking Jewish culture and using it as entertainment. And here's why. Is there any single human being on this planet, this is a rhetorical question, that after hearing that song would think to himself, okay, you know, I have a hysterius, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to run after money so much anymore. No, it's not there's not a single person on the planet like that. It used to be these, these songs. Uh, think about Zmiris. Zmiris on Shabbos. We have Zmiris on Shabbos. Uh, there used to be grada benchers. I haven't seen them in a while where they had benching and they had Zmiris for Shabbos. And then after the Zmiris for Shabbos, they used to have like a list of additional Zmiris, these popular songs that were also sung as Zmiris. Let's say, I don't know, Hashem Aleikei Yisrael, Shuv Mecharin Apecha. They would have a whole list of these things in the back. I haven't seen them in a while, but that's the way it was. And we used to sing um, Shabbos, uh, Zmiris, after the Zmiris, 
Uh, we didn't have yeshiva on Shabbos in those days, but in camp, we would do it. After the Shabbos meals, we would sing regular songs. I guess we needed to stretch out the Suda. But it was in line with the Shabbos Zmiris in the same atmosphere, in the same at- attitude. And I- I'm not saying people had his Eurus Dafka from the Zmiris. People usually didn't take pay attention to the words, but that's what the songs were designed for, and that's what they felt they were designed for. And and it made sense. Nobody had a cash. It wasn't incongruous uh, to sing Tsumi Shaloi, Yoina Motso, and then Uvo uh, Hoivdim, right? These Imagine singing guilt. Imagine singing guilt. After. It doesn't make sense. Imagine singing guilt is muse for Shabbos. These songs, there's muse for Shabbos, uh, there's muse for Yom Tov, if there is such a thing, but we sing Zmiris on Yom Tov. Um, and these are like Zmiris for the weekdays. The effect that it's supposed to have some uh, connection with Yiddishkeit. We looked, we always looked at these songs, not as entertainment. We looked at these songs as part of you know, a way to look at the psukim. Songs, music, by definition, is not just uh, the content. It's an emotional thing. That's exactly the point of the music. And we looked at this as a way to connect to the words of the psukim, a way to connect. And I'm not saying if the person heard a London Pirche, they dafke daven shmern esrei better. But it was, we did look at it like, not mamisha, a musr shmuz, but uh, a way for us to look at the psukim and the words and Jewish life in general in a more Jewish way. We didn't look at it as entertainment because it wasn't. It wasn't designed for that. Every single song that was sung by these choirs could have been sung as Zmiris on Shabbos and it would not be considered incongruous. That's not guilt that's designed for entertainment completely. There's nobody in the world that gets a his oirus after hearing that song, okay, I want to be more Mogushim. It's mamish like, you know, it's like it's like the Basayan Sudas where I spoke about it last time, where, where people to Lezechera, Atzadik, whose message to the world was the Basayan is full of Aprishus and staying away from Moisrus, to have these meat platters there. And you think because uh, Yortza, you think you have in mind Yortzeit, Tzadik, Sefer, Chasidus, uh, Sudus Yortzeit. There's something actually involves Yerushalayim or Yiddishkeit or Hisoyrus about it. It doesn't. It's artificial Jewish coloring and artificial Jewish flavoring. It's not even Torah. There's no Torah there. It's the point. But uh, are not at all. There's no Havamina that anybody will have a Hisoyrus for for Ruchnius from them. That's only entertainment, and there is no such thing. That's step one. Step one is uh, entertainment is it's it's not a Jewish thing. You want entertainment, fine. A person needs entertainment, but don't think this is more Jewish than singing about New York. And there are songs that don't even have a a pretense of having any theme that has to do with. Even artificial Jewish coloring and artificial Jewish flavoring. Songs about Jewish people, Jewish culture, uh, the traffic jams going to visit, going up to the mountains on visiting day in camp. There's comedy songs. This is what I'm talking about. This Jewish entertainment is nothing but entertainment with a Jewish cultural veneer 
and Judaism is not a culture, it's just plain worthless. From a Ruchnius perspective, it has no value from a Ruchniistic perspective any more than singing about the Statue of Liberty. Now, though, what makes it worse, if you ask me which is worse, this is the second half of the question that this Bacher asked, if he doesn't want to use 24-7, I didn't even get to there yet, the 24-6. Is it better to use uh, Spotify or one of these things? I would say, uh, based on a rule that's very solid in our Svarim, that if you are going to do something Goyish and you think it's Jewish, better to do it in the Goyish way and not in the Jewish way. There's a Maisa with the Kedushas Yom Tov where they, they, they had a Xera there in Hungary uh, that they had to go to a certain, certain level of school. They had to have a certain amount of secular education. And uh, they sent them to public school and the mayor or the governor, whoever it was there in Sigit, came to the Kedushas Yom Tov and said, is it Osir to sit without a yarmulke? And the Kedushas Yom Tov said, yes, it's Osir. And then he said, well, I have a deal for you. Instead of coming to the Goyesha schools and having your kids sit without a yarmulke, I'm willing to make Jewish schools for you and all your kids can sit with a yarmulke. So he said, the Kedushas Yom Tov said, I'd rather them go to the Goyesha school and have a Goyesha teacher and let them sit without a yarmulke. Then they should have the same Goyesha education with a yid with a yarmulke, with a Jewish teacher sitting there with their yarmulkes thinking that's a, a Jewish education. Anytime you were, use the adjective Jewish, it has to do with Hashem of the Torah. That's all it means. If you take something and say, this is Jewish sports, that's a problem. You're not over on a lav if you do that, but hashkafically, it's a problem. And it confuses our idea of what being Jewish is, and that leads to long-term problems. The idea that today we have, we've become a culture, a culture we've become. A people, rather than the Yam Hashem. And that's a bad thing. Jewish culture is a bad thing. It doesn't Ashkenazi culture, maybe the Sephardi culture, but something should be considered Jewish. We don't want that to happen. Now, what's happened over here is to these songs that slowly they've become entertainment. That's a bad thing. Worse yet, we have developed a celebrity culture. Fifty years ago, uh, Yigal Salik was not considered, was not looked at as a celebrity. He was the leader of the choir. Yerachmiel Begon was not looked at as a celebrity. He was the leader of a choir. But then we have celebrities. Mamish, like, I, I, I push it, don't even want to say it, but. Uh, last Shabbos, so somebody, I was talking about this, and somebody who was present there said that near near where we are now, uh, there, there were some girls in the street. They were very excited because we just passed Mordechai Shapiro's house. We just passed his house, his house. This started where instead of kids or even 
there were adults sometimes singing songs so people could hopefully, maybe, maybe, hopefully, have some kind of hisoris, maybe think about the psukim or something like that. We have our own celebrities. Now, these music videos are, there is no hisoris factor at all, if they have pictures of people learning in a base medrash while somebody's singing Lulay Seiroscha in the background, that's one thing. But if they have pictures of the singer with his guitar in different angles and different places while the song is playing in the background, all that is is making them celebrities that is not Jewish. And to think it is Jewish, better, definitely better listen to the place, to, to the song without the uh, music video in uh, Spotify. Now, yes, I will tell you. There is a risk in Sparta, has Goyish stuff there too. I understand that. And the Stipler, uh, I'm in a spot now because I'm in the spot that the Stipler wrote about. The Stipler has a letter. He says he makes a brocha every day, Shiloi Osani Ovet, Av Bezdin, Av Bezdalet. And the, the shot is, he said, because Rabbonim have a problem. The problem is that sometimes they have to f- make a tick and they have to fix something, but they can't fix it all the way, so they do whatever they can. The problem is if you do whatever you can, then it seems as if that's l'chadchila, then that, that you muttered that, that you gave a haskam on that. And it's a big judgment call, and he, it's a very big problem. And that's the question you're asked. When, when they asked the briskarov to send the kids, there, there were kids, none from kids, to send to a Mizrahi religious Zionist school or to, to stam a non-religious school, he said, halolu oiv de avoid de zora, v'halolu oiv de avoid de zora. Both are oiv de avoid de zora. Now, Rav Shach figured out that the briskarov really meant to send them to the religious school. But uh, the briskarov would not say, yes, send them to the religious school, because that's saying, uh, send them to the school, even though they teach them, avoid the Zorah Hashkafis. So uh, Rav Shach was a smart Talmud, and he understood what was going on. So I, I, I'm going to try to get around this Shlai Bezdin problem here, because this question puts me into it. Yes, there is a risk with these things of of listening to non-Jewish music. And the truth of the matter is, the best thing is neither this nor that. The best thing is to get regular, I don't know if they have them anymore, either, I don't know, CDs, MP3s, whatever they are of Jewish music. Now, if you're asking me which is better, which is worse between these two, the right thing to do, the right answer for me to tell you is best not to have the Jewish music videos. That's a very, very bad thing. Now, if, if, is there a risk the other way? Yes, of course there is. And it's up to you to make sure that you don't fall into any problems. And uh, the answer I'm giving you is because you made the question multiple choice, A or B. The real answer is C, none of the above. But if the choice is A or B, this is the right answer. And I'm explaining to you why. And I'm explaining to you what the risks are with the other choice. You shouldn't think that I'm saying, okay, yeah, no problem. It's better to do, do the have the app that has the Goyesha music too. This celebrity culture is a terrible thing. Even by the Goyim celebrity culture is a terrible thing. Why? Because one of the most important aspects of being a Yid is having Seichel and being Mavak Shemes. And one of the most important aspects of that is understanding who, who is an authority over what? We have Talmidei Chachamim, we have Tzadikim. By the Goyim, you have a basketball player or you have a singer, and 
they become, it's not merely a problem that a girl walks past this house, ooh, I passed by this in the celebrity's house. The celebrity starts endorsing products and commercials and political candidates, and they become authorities. Their political opinions become important to people. We just had it where that, that singer said something anti-Semitic and it's a, everybody's worried because he's such a popular guy. Does he know how to spell anti-Semitism? But that's, that's celebrity culture. And by us, they had, for tzedakahs, they have singers endorsing tzedakahs. In advertisements, they have singers, Jewish singers, celebrities saying, give money to this tzedakah. When they were selling Rav Avigdor Miller's uh, uh, tapes or uh, uh, books or whatever it was, they had a video and they had a bunch of different singers coming and say, yes, buy it. This is what we have become. We've become... Idiots. It, it used to be not long ago when I was in yeshiva, every single yeshiva bocha had multiple times his rebbeim tell him how crazy this is in the Goyesha society, how stupid it is, how ridiculous it is that you have celebrities telling people what products to buy. What does a singer know about a car? What does a basketball player know about uh, food? Uh, that, that this is their authorities. This would be an example of Anu Amelim Vehema Amelim. This would be an example of why nobody should have a Havamina to be involved with Goyesha society because of this celebrity culture, how they become authorities. And then, not long after that, this is just one generation, not long after that, uh, today, later, we had, we had Mordechai Ben David in an advertisement in all the Jewish magazines which is another schmooze, the Jewish magazines, advertising a Bekesha company, a, a suit company. He's endorsing a Bekesha company. This is what we used to make fun of the guy when a Rebbe wanted to make fun of Goyesha society to keep us away from it. This is one of the things that was invariably emphasized. But then it went. It became worse. Not merely did we have our celebrities endorse regular products. That's uvdin dechoyl. That's bad enough. But now mitzvahs, tzedakahs. This is the, now it became not merely uh, a celebrity culture, but it became part of ruchnius. They, if somebody wants to make a celebrity advertise suits, bekishes, that's crazy enough. But to advertise, to endorse a tzedakah, there's a shul, we have Shulchan Aruch, we have Hilchas Tzedakah, we have Rabbonim. For, for Rabbonim to advertise for a suit store, that would be crazy. Nobody would have a Havamina. And, but for a singer, singers, celebrities to advertise tzedakahs to say, no, we endorse this tzedakah. Or to say, we hold you should buy Rav Avigda Miller's farm. Do you understand? It, it's unspeakable how crazy this is. Even the Goyim don't have that. Because by the Goyim, you have a basketball player or a celebrity endorsing, let's say, a car or, or, or a food. That's a regular Gashmiya thing. That's crazy enough because what do they know about this? Are they authorities over cars? Do they know better than any, any, anybody else? Are they mechanics? No. But that they should endorse churches? Maybe they do have it. I don't know. But that they should endorse their religious things? That would be, that would be over-the-top insane. 
And that's where we are today. That's where we are today. Uh, again, we used to make leitzonus of far less than what's happening today in our community. And we used to use that as a model of look at the difference between us and them, between Anuah Melem Vehema Melem. This was not long ago. And there's no question, people say, ah, nobody listens to them. It's not true. If nobody would listen to them, nobody would pay them to do it. The fact that businesses are paying these people to do this means that there's a profit. It's a good investment. So the answer is no, this is a terrible thing. I read that Kalkari from the Rabbonim, and I think it's understated. Kefiani is daiti. Music videos throw us into a new level of celebrity culture, a new level of entertainment, of Jewish entertainment, of taking what was once uh, uh, a method of Hisairus. You heard what Rav Palm said. You heard what Rav Palm said in 1975, that if you take a guitar and you sing a posuk to an audience to entertainment, the Torah is, it, it, it dons sackcloth and complains to the Rabbani Shalom and it brings destruction upon the world. Because you're taking the Torah and making it into entertainment. Do you know, I'm going to say that again. You're taking the Torah and making it into entertainment. Wouldn't it be better to sing about the Statue of Liberty rather than a posok in Chumash? And I'm not talking, they used to ask Shilas. When I was a kid in camp, my counselor told me about Shilas they were asking. If, do, if you leave out this word, if you have two psukim and you combine them, and they had these rabbonim that would pass in Shilas, Rav and Rabbi Belsky, with a poiskim for the record. We went from there in two generations. I have grandchildren now that are considerably older than I was then, and now we have celebrities endorsing tzedakahs. And telling you, and to think, to think, someone like Rav Avigdor Miller, if he needs these celebrities to tell people to buy his stuff, Shamu Shemaim, what have we become? So, listen, the, the songs are there. They're there. At least somebody has a choice. Parents have a choice. Rebbeim have a choice. Machanchim have a choice to try to tell their people to explain this to them, uh, to their Talmidim, to their children. But once we do this pirza, we start involving ourselves in uh, Jewish and 24-6, that means Shabbos, so involves specifically Jewish, we, we give it a stamp of specifically Jewish music videos it's a new madrega of celebrity culture because there is no hisairus factor at all. There is no, if you want to say goyish, say goyish. Sung by Jews. Don't sing psukim, don't sing Torah. Go sing about guilt. Go sing about the Statue of Liberty. And don't call it 24-6. I'm not telling you to work on Shabbos, but don't mix in 
being Jewish. Being Jewish means being the Yam Hashem having to do with the Rabbi Nishalaylam. If we call anything Jewish that has something not to, that has nothing to do with Hashem, has nothing to do with the Torah, that's an Avla.